Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk with Jiggy right now at 1-866-763-1242. And email JiggyJagwire at JiggyJagwire.com. Welcome back to our world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio broadcast. Television show as well today. We've got a great guest coming up here in a few moments. Donna Carol Voss is going to join us. And uh, we will post this interview, of course, up on our website at CheekyJaguar.com, just in case you miss it live. Great stuff coming up with Donna. But before we do that... Our friends on iHeartRadio, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world, and tune in. Join us live here on our big broadcast, and we've got a great new marketing partner with us today on Transmedia Worldwide. Check out this great new Indiegogo campaign. That's right, we love the Indiegogo campaigns. They're helping folks out there crowdfund and make their dreams a reality. Check out com. Search was me. That's right, W-I-S-M-I-I-I. What if I lost something exactly? It's a new global lost and found service. This comes from Warsaw, Poland. And uh, we've all lost something and couldn't figure out where to find it. With WizMe, your search is over. WizMe is a global lost and found service app. All you have to do is report your loss, contact other users, check off places you might stay, and get help finding your lost item. You can even help others find lost items with this as well. Today, you will help with Simi. Tomorrow, with Simi will help you. Important news at the bottom of the page. Go to Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search W. I-S-M-I-I-I, and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. And uh, Donna Carol Voss with us today here on our big program. And uh, Donna, there is a uh, a heck of a lot to talk about uh, after the, the new year. Um, <laughs> we're still trying to get people to go to war with Russia. What the hell is going on with this? I understand why we want why we want to go over there. They're the last bastion of hope in 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 the fact that because I I I I coined I kind of was talking to a buddy of mine uh, earlier today and I noticed that everywhere that America has gone, we have kind of been like uh, people going into an antique shop and we break things. <laughs> Russia is the last country we haven't broke. Um, <laughs> that is quite. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about what's going on with this whole thing with Russia. I just read a very good piece in National Review by Andrew McCarthy, and he reviews, in a way, the book that Michael Ledeen and retired general, excuse me, Mike Flynn, put out this year, 
where they talk about, they're not idiots, they know Russia and Putin are just bad guys, and they, they think that Russia and Iran are teaming up against, A, the U.S., you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and also they're just very anti-democratic. They think that a dictator is the best way to go. So there are these two reasons for kind of ganging up against us, and at the same time, Russia has a lot to fear from the jihadis, and they've, they've cracked down on ISIS in the past, especially, it wasn't ISIS then, but 2004, it was very, very rough. And so General Flynn is saying, look, we know that Russians are not going to be our you know, staunch allies, but maybe we could sell them on the idea that it's in their better interests to ally with us than to ally with Iran. Well, that seems reasonable to me. We've got Donna Carol Voss with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. And uh, with with some of the other things that are going on, where where, where do you see uh, things happening now that we've got uh, the Trump administration coming in here in about less than 20 days? I just, again, I, I, I try to catch up on things right before I get on the air with you so I know what I'm talking about. I just read that Gloria Steinem is planning a women's march against Trump. And Ann Coulter, who's so snarky, she wrote 57 million Women out of workforce under Obama won't have to worry about getting time off. For the <laughs> this is amazing. I want to write a piece about that and say so. Gloria Steinem is basically protesting against a man who had a female as his campaign manager, a female as his chief campaign spokesperson, a man who hired women before anyone else did into major executive positions in the 80s. I, you know, what is she protesting against, really? So what if he's a locker room buffoon? <laughs> We've got uh, the fantastic Donna Carol Voss with us today here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast. Border to Border, tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store. JiggyJaguar.us, you can stream the show live 24-7. Replay, exclusive news and programming information. Now, Donna, um, fill us in on some of the lead-up here to the inauguration with Trump, some of the different news you've been hearing. Well, of course, the brand new. Cheeky Jaguar app available in the App Store. CheekyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay. Exclusive news and programming information all available on our fantastic app. And Donna Carol Voss joins us today here on our big broadcast. And uh, Donna, how are you? Doing great. How are you? Pretty good, actually. We uh, we were in Vegas for the Adult Video News Awards for uh, a week. And then, of course, uh, typically what happens is after you go to one of those things, you come back and you either get the cold or the flu. Um, <laughs> so, I think it's the fact that I'm around a bunch of porn porn marks, and and those people aren't clean, and the porn stars, and and not saying the porn stars aren't clean, but I'm saying their fans are not clean. Um, <laughs> so, well, that too, that too. <laughs> We've got uh, the fabulous Donna Carol Voss with us today. She joins us live here on our broadcast now. Um, this evening, the the Donald is going to be making his Supreme Court uh, nominee uh, made available. Uh, what, what, what do you think about some of the folks that have been mentioned, and, and who do you think they're going to go with? I hope they pick Harding, and I'll tell you why. You know, I don't know if you know anything about him, but I think it's between Harding and, oh gosh, I want to say Justice, the other guy who came from Columbia that was yes. Kappa, who, yeah, Oxford, whatever, that guy. I mean, he's got all the, all the great credentials and all of that, but... 
I really like this guy Harding who, you know, did not go to an Ivy League school. He was the president of the Boys and Girls Club of Philadelphia. Uh, I heard one of his law students call in when he was a district court judge. He taught law at constitutional law at Duquesne University. And one of his students called in and said he was just great. He was very, very even-handed. Like, there were only four students in the class at the time, and they all tended to be of like mind. So he would deliberately play uh, devil's advocate. And whenever there awesome. were issues brought up about, yeah, exactly. Whenever there were issues brought up about, uh, like, LGBT things, uh, the students said he was very, very um, interested in them and open to discussion of them. And he's also very, very... I'm getting them mixed up now. One of them's really big on religious liberty. I think it might be the other one. But I hope he goes just because I'm so tired of the elites. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on it, but yeah. Now, uh, Donna Carol Voss joins us today here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast to Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and, of course, the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available on the App Store. And uh, you've got uh, your book that you're working on. Give us some updates on, on the book. How is it coming and everything? Okay. Well, it's not a book anymore. It's, it's They're little mini e-books. Okay. We're doing, yeah. So instead of we, – we will do a book. That's, you know, we have to have more material. So now we're just doing once a month these little 99-cent – on Amazon, many ebooks. The first one is on Sanctuary Cities, and it's so timely, is it not? Yes. So we were all ready to publish it, and then boom, this explosion went off. So we're kind of waiting to see, you know, maybe a couple more weeks to see if, what we can incorporate of it. But it's just, I mean, it is so fascinating to get down to the bottom of what really the law. And you know what? I don't think anybody really knows what the laws are because you have Sheriff David Clark in Milwaukee saying that it's a violation of the law, and then you have. Um, the Inspector General of the United States who did a, a review saying, well, it might be, it might not be. I mean, I don't think anybody knows. I really don't. I don't know how they're going to decide. Now, uh, with with this, the, 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 this this is a this is an amazing topic. What where where do you stand on this whole sanctuary city and and everything going on with that? Well, here's the here's the latest. Okay, I. I've talked to I talked to the city attorney of San Francisco about the uh, you know illegal alien that was released and then killed Kate Steinle. I've talked to uh, people on the ground, police chiefs, and this is this is what I think now. If the police say on the ground, hey, it's making our jobs too difficult to be seen as uh, immigration authorities, we don't want this. I'm willing to listen to them. They have the loudest voice for me. But what I also know is that. This idea that sanctuary cities are actually safer because the uh, immigrants feel more comfortable reporting crimes, actually not so much because especially the first generation of immigrants, they are preyed upon by the other uh, illegal immigrants in their neighborhoods who are threatening them with hurting their families back home. So it has nothing to do with whether or not they think the feds, I mean, law enforcement are federal immigration authorities, it has to do with, I'm not going to report this crime anyway because I don't want my mother or my sister to be hurt. So it's, there's so much gray area. And there's two statutes that people say may or may not uh, be, the sanctuary cities may or may not be a violation. One, the Attorney General, uh, excuse me, Inspector General saying, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. But Sheriff David Clark, I will tell you, it's 1324, and I think he has a leg to stand on. He says, you know what? If they're harboring illegal aliens, illegal aliens knowingly, that's a violation of the law. 
And until just today, I thought, you know, I think he doesn't get it. And then I read some more. I thought, you know what? He might be the only one who does. We've got Donna Carol Voss joining us today here in our broadcast. And uh, uh, what, what, what did you think of the, uh, the big uh, hoopla and everything over the uh, supposed Muslim ban uh, that happened last week? I have just I've drunk in, drank in every word, every press conference, everything. I'm actually going over with a fine-tooth comb what the law says, what the uh, Department of Homeland Security said in its uh, press conference and how it's being reported by the New York Times and CNN. And you'll be shocked, just shocked, to know that somehow the reporting doesn't match the actual reality. And my favorite part <laughs> is all throughout, these, all throughout these articles it says, as, as, um, as reported by a person who's familiar with the situation. Yes, yes. I always, I always fact, love that. Uh, I always love that lazy journalism uh, <laughs> line. Yeah. In fact, I was thinking about doing like a, an article that's like a Jeopardy game where they give you some letters and you have to figure it out. So I would say, okay, the New York Times says that <gasps> scandal, you know, uh, Secretary DHS Secretary Kelly was not shown a final draft of the, of the order until it was finalized. Really? Really? I mean, oh, he didn't see it until he didn't see the final draft until it was finalized. Hmm, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because he said during his press conference that his staff saw drafts, participated in drafts, not the grammar, he said, not, you know, all that, but basically checking it out to make sure that the language in there was what they needed it to be. So unless you're going to say he's an absolute liar, then he's telling the truth that he knew about it, they knew about it. We've got Donna Carol Voss joining us today here on our big broadcast. And uh, Donna, uh, the website is DonnaCarolVoss.com. And uh, where, where can people pick up the book at? Okay, so right now, you know what? Last month in December, I was shocked. I sold more books on Hail to the Chief than I did even in November. <laughs> after November, you know, it was kind of, a, kind of not necessary anymore. But I think people are actually more, uh, more interested in readily digestible, fun-to-read information. So I'd say go buy uh, Hail to the Chief. Apparently, it's increasing in value. You can find me at DonnaCarolVoss.com. All my books are on Amazon, iTunes, even Audible, my, my memoir. And go to Don't Unfriend Me Facebook page. And yes. you'll find so much fun stuff. Now, uh, Donna Carol Voss with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. And uh, we, uh, now, there, there has been a lot on this uh, National Security Council controversy. Tell me a little bit about this. <laughs> I read it word for word today because I'm getting so annoyed. You know, I feel like I'm not going to believe it anymore if I don't see it for myself. So. There's this guy on Twitter, I don't know his name, but he's got a blue check mark, so he's somebody important. And yes. he tweeted out that it was a violation of the law because Steve Bannon has not been uh, confirmed by the Senate. It's been retweeted 10,000 times, and apparently it's not true. So I went and looked at it, and you're not, it's not. Steve Bannon is not uh, a, a standing member of the NSC, which means he would have to be uh, confirmed by the Senate. He's simply invited to be a regular guest. And the thing is, that um, the the guy who tweeted out the original thing, somebody tweeted back to him, hey, did you even read the uh, the order or whatever? And he goes, why would I? And I, I wrote back, he lost me at why would I? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's why would awesome. I? I don't know. Maybe so you have half a brain. It is uh, Donna Carol Voss. She's with us today here in our broadcast, coast to coast, border to border. Now, what, what, what did you think of the... Uh, 
Attorney General getting dismissed the other day by Trump. Good job. <laughs> I read, I that is her, awesome. I, I mean, honestly, I read everything now with a fine-tooth comb. I read her statement. I don't know if you did. But basically, the uh, Office of Legal Counsel, which is, you know, like, I don't know, the sister of the DOJ or part and parcel of it, they, they approved the order saying it is legal on its face and it is properly written. That doesn't mean it's not going to be challenged, but it's, it's legal to go forward. She wrote this big politically, you know, grandstanding speech that said, well, we have a different standard to uphold, and here we have to make sure you have, if the policies are not wise and just, and, and we can't just look at the legality, we have to look at um, the statements that were made by President Trump and his surrogates around the time of the election. And see, you know, I'm like, you've got to give me a break. If she'd come up legal basis, maybe. But no legal basis whatsoever, just like, I have no moral high ground, and so I'm not going to do it, no, no, no. And she could have just resigned. But instead, she made this big speech. And I am so glad he fired her. Good. I want him to just clean house. <laughs> make, it, make it clear. Make it, and you know, you know, it's just getting more and more intense, where now they were supposed to have confirmed Jeff Sessions today. And, yep, yep. Oh, you know, and then, oh, I just, I, I, I think they don't know who they're messing with. Because Donald Trump is not going to back down. We should We should know that from the primaries. What are these people thinking? It is Donna Carol Voss. She's with us today. Now, Donna, before we let you go, uh, when is the ebooks going to be available? Oh, well, we were going to have it out now, but then because of the um, because of the big hoo-ha, I'm hoping two weeks from now. So when I talk to you next week, hopefully I'll have a, um, a public sh- publication date. I'm so excited. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time for us, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Donna. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. Donna Carol Voss. We've got more coming up. this we have and i hope i get his uh, name pronounced right aaron duro is that correct aaron that is correct okay sir. okay i uh I, I didn't want to butcher your name because i am the king of butchering people's names on this program <laughs> yeah yeah you know you know he, he, he didn't even call me by my full name he just called me Derek for like a whole couple of i just called him Derek for two weeks yeah. <laughs> then i was like well scafe We'll just go with that. <laughs> Angel's Angel's name you can't really butcher. So, uh, I, I, I butcher his last name all the time. <laughs> sometimes I say Medea. It would, it sometimes it's Medea. Sometimes oh, it's, it's 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 Midia. Some, yes, yeah. Sometimes I know he probably just be like fuck you. Son of a bitch. Fuck you. Well, uh, well, Aaron, you're you're with us today because in about two weeks you're going to be fighting Dave the Caveman Rickles out at uh, Bellator MMA um, out at the Kansas Star Casino. Uh, first of all, congratulations on getting uh, a, a good fight with uh, with Dave in. I think it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, it's um, no, this, this is going to be a fireworks one. Um, just stylistically, this is going to be. A, a toe-to-toe grinding forehead-to-forehead type of match. So this is one you definitely don't want to miss. Now, uh, Angel, go. I know you've got some questions for Aaron. No, I was just curious. curious is this a one-shot deal? Are you signed with Bellator right now? Or if you beat Dave Ripples or do a great performance that you get signed with the company? Or like I said, is this a one-shot deal? 
I think uh, this is it, it's one fight uh, right now, but you know if I do if I do well, then you know obviously they're gonna want to have me back. Um, but as of right now, it's, it's it's a one fight deal. Okay, okay. Well, you know, wish you on the luck on that. Absolutely, you know, it's a great opportunity for you yes. to get on to televised with Bellator. Get your name out there. And... Thanks. Now, now, Aaron, give us a little bit on your background, uh, as as far as uh, mixed martial arts and martial arts in general. What 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 is some of your your training and your background? My background, um, it's been it's been jujitsu. I've been doing jujitsu probably for about 11 and a half years. Um, I jumped on it right when I got out of high school. That was right when The Ultimate Fighter um, was on TV. And I just fell in love with that. And I, I didn't know anything about fighting back then. I was only 18 years old, but it was just it was awesome to watch on TV. And I kept hearing the word Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I didn't even really know what that was at the time, but I kept hearing that. And there was a Jiu-Jitsu school right up the road from where I was staying at the time. So I thought I'd try it out with my brother, and I, I just fell in love um, with that ever since. So my background, it's, it's jiu-jitsu. Whenever I'm not training for a fight and just wanting to stay in shape, I'll train jiu-jitsu. So it's, it's a lot of – it's a grappling-based background, I would say, for me. Yeah. And how's your stand-up game? Just curiosity, you, did you do boxing, Muay Thai, you know – many years um you know i Uh, we got him back, and uh, sorry about that, my friend. We're, we're having all sorts of fun today with technology. <laughs> now, uh, Derek, you had a question for for Aaron. Oh, I I don't know if you heard the controversy or or you know controversy sales, but the big thing that you're just a warm up fight, just a practice. For, for this guy. That's what we've been hearing from some of the different okay. MMA circles is that because uh, uh, I, I, I asked a few different people and about you know the fight and was trying to get some you know because we're going to interview Dave next week and I was going to interview you this week and I, uh, I asked a few different people that are kind of in the know I said hey I said what's the uh, what's the situation with, uh, with with this fight and a lot of times I'll, I'll hear, you know, oh, you know, that guy's a tough guy or this guy this, you know, whatever. And I talk that was, to that wasn't what he heard. everybody that I've been hearing tell me is they're like, well, as long as Dave doesn't slip on a banana peel, he's he'll just, probably beat this guy. And I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds a little shitty. There's Angel. All right. So, so you know what you need to do, right? You there? Yes, yes. We, we we just got Angel back. We just got our our board and everything back here. So we brought Angel back in, and and what what to to catch Angel up here? I was asking, uh, 
our guest, uh, that I've, I've talked to a few people fairly recently, and they keep telling me that as long as Dave Rickles doesn't slip on a banana peel, he'll probably quote unquote beat this guy. So what? I mean, what do you make of that? That's that's your I don't know that's your typical couch potato MMA fan for you. Yeah. I, I mean I don't know what what do we think about. Holly Holmes and Ronda Rousey say against yeah. each yeah. other, or yeah. or what, what like about uh, you know the Diaz versus McGregor? Yeah, you know. Um, oh, Matt Sarah versus like GSP. That too. What, yeah, yeah. Me, me, me you know. Um, what, what I can tell you is I've been doing this for eleven and a half years, and I'm I'm not bad. You know, I haven't performed yeah. the best in competition. So I can understand why why people would say that, um, but we'll, we'll we'll find out. I I, I truly don't believe I'm going to be a warm up fight for him. Uh, but uh, you know, on that I, on I that understand note, where people would say that because I have not performed to the best of my ability. You, you know, on, yeah. on, on, on that note, I, I hope you're not because I like to see a good old upset. I like to everybody that want to see the everyone go right. I like to see that motherfucker that go left and just. Show a motherfucker, hey, whoops, joke's on you. You didn't know shit. Now go eat shit. <laughs> yep. I like that. So I would recommend, whoop his fucking ass. <laughs> Make everybody that said that eat their words. And then you can say, couch fucking potato. That's why you're fucking couch potato. Continue doing what yeah. you're good at. No, it's hard. I mean, you're always going to have people, you know, you have positive people in your life and negative people, and everyone's entitled their opinion you know um there's always going to be doubters out there so i really don't pay too much attention you know i have my inner circle the people that that you know their opinion i value and besides that i really don't care about anybody else's opinion and you know just like in the fight game it's just that uh you know anything is unpredictable you know anything takes one punch and that's it so you can't you know think don rickles is going to win just because he has a name yeah, that, that, yeah. That's why I made my mind up. I can't fight 55 anymore, so I'm moving up to yeah. 70. Um, yeah, the weight cut was rough on my last fight. I actually passed out dry heaving in the sauna. Wow. It wasn't, wasn't a good time, so 55 days are over for me. Um, now, now, you mentioned... Into that fight, it, it, was a, it was a good time, you know. You mentioned that uh, that that you think you'll be able to beat uh, beat Dave with angles. Uh, you'll be able to beat yep. him with straight boxing and things like that. Give me a little bit more details on that. Well, Dave, it it, it seems like he doesn't strike moving backwards or lateral. He strikes moving forward. Yeah. Right. And that it seems like that's the only time he throws his punches is when he's moving forward. Um. And he blitzes. He'll blitz really hard. I noticed that. You, if you tag him a couple times, that's kind of his his thing. Hit him a couple times, he's moving forward on you. Um, I don't see a whole lot of tight circles from him. I see wide outside circles in like a zone three area. Um, but that, the biggest thing I see from Dave is he doesn't throw strikes moving backwards. He doesn't 
throw strikes lateral. He only throws strikes yeah. moving forward. And I, I think that will be easier to beat with traditional boxing. We've got uh, Aaron Doro with us today. He's going to be fighting Dave the Caveman Rickles at uh, Bellator here in about two weeks at Kansas Star Casino in uh, the great city of Derby, Kansas, Wichita, Kansas, whatever you want to refer to it as. And uh, Now, Aaron, uh, before we let you go, uh, well, give me a prediction on, on the fight, my friend. For Dave, he's got, he always comes in shape. Yeah. So do I. Um, he might be, he's going to be hard to finish in the first round, so I think I'm going to get the finish in the second round. Um, I believe I'm going to get the outside leg trip. Okay. He's susceptible to that because he's, he does that single Muay Thai clinch quite a bit. Yeah. So he's susceptible to that outside leg trip, and I feel like I, during the scramble and the transition, I can take his back. And I'll get my hooks in, and I feel like I'm either going to pound him out from there and get the stoppage, or sink the rear naked choking. Well, uh, that that's that's a good prediction. That is that is very detailed. Now, uh, now, Aaron, uh, before we let you go, how do we find you online and connect with you? Not a lot of people really know how good I am outside of the KC area. Yeah. And I'll I'll give them that. Part of that is I haven't performed up to my ability in the past. But I, I feel like I, I really did what I needed to do to get over that hump. A lot of it was the mental side of the game I neglected for so many years. But I feel like I'm over that. I'm going to prove people wrong in this one. Well, I'll tell you, I think it's, like I said, I think it's going to be a competitive fight. I don't look for you to be, uh, you know, a, a, a MMA jobber, I guess is what, <laughs> what a lot of people are saying. I, I, I hope that, uh, that, that it's competitive, and I hope it's, uh, hope it's a good fight. Yeah, people will have a good time there. We'll put on a show. Well, Aaron, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for being with us, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you, my friend. All right. Thanks for having me, boss. Appreciate it. Later. That, of course, Aaron DeRoe, and uh, we are going to try to reboot the computer and see what happens there. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. What, 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 while we've got a few moments here, what, what, what did you think of Aaron, my man? I, I, I thought he was pretty. I thought he was pretty cool. He was pretty level-headed. He, he, he also was uh, pretty humble. Um, and pretty straightforward with, with with his past fights and how people would think that about him. Yeah. So, so it, that takes a lot of character to admit something like that. It really does. Well, Aaron DeRoe, Dave the Caveman Rickles, it's coming up at Bellator. I believe it's Bellator 171 uh, in Kansas Star Casino in about two weeks, and we will be there covering it live. So uh, I, I'll hope to uh, chat with him at the weigh-ins and uh, – also, public workouts and things like that. So uh, that is that. Aaron DeRoe, our guest here on the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. Check out JiggyJaguar.com for more information. Also, check out the app. It's available in the App Store, JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information, all available on our fantastic, fantastic app. Let's tell you a little about 
one of our great new marketing partners here at Transmedia Worldwide. This is an amazing, amazing product. Check out Amazon.com. The true story. This is a true story told by Rob Amos about himself and his friend who believed that they were abducted by a UFO from their fishing boat. Rob Amos recounts how he experienced six hours of missing time. He was burned, tagged, and struggles to retrieve what might have been approached as unrecoverable memory. For the first time, Rob tells his story to Ronald Farnham. In this exclusive interview, it also contains many facts and theories about the UFO abduction. It's a phenomenon to include that this might be the secret activities of a classified military project. Check it out today on Amazon True Stories. This is an amazing, amazing book. Check it out today. We love what we're reading about here. These folks are doing some amazing things. Amazon is the best place to get this book. Check out True Stories, Episode 1, The UFO Abduction. It's available on DVD. An amazing, amazing project. Check out True Stories, Episode number one, The UFO Abduction of Rob Amos. It's available on Amazon. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Let's get back Let's get back into it here in our broadcast. We've got a great guest waiting on the line. We're going to go ahead and go to the telephones and let her introduce herself. And we'll talk a little bit about why she's here. Go ahead and jump in there, my friend. Give us a brief introduction on yourself. Hi, my name is Amy Albani. It's not very nice to meet you, James. Yes, yes, and indeed. I'm I'm a writer, and I have I have a new book coming out. Well, tell us a little bit about this book, because it is fantastic. Okay. Well, it's got a kind of a strange title. I have to explain the title. It's called Shut Up and Sing. Okay. And uh, <laughs> the reason it's called that is because it's a, the character that it's about is an old friend of mine, and he's a, a wonderful, wonderful singer. He sang opera, and he also sang in a lot of Italian restaurants and things like that. And during his career, a lot of well-meaning friends said to him, Paul, will you please shut up and sing? Because he would start going off and talking about his life while he was supposed to be singing. You know, so they'd say, shut up and sing. So that's why I called it that. Now, uh, you've got a, uh amazing story here. Tell us, uh, t- tell us a little bit about how this book came together for you. Well, um... I've known Paul for, oh my God, I hate to admit it, but about 50 years, since the 1960s, uh, we used to sing together. I had studied uh, opera in Rome, and he had studied voice for many years and was an excellent singer, so we got together with my sister, who was a great piano accompanist, and uh, we worked together at a lot of Italian restaurants, and we got along very well. We've been good friends ever since that, and uh, he's quite a character, a very offbeat kind of guy, interesting guy, but and very, very talented. So uh, we worked in several restaurants around Los Angeles area, and he never really got to be a big name because uh, he was so ta- even though he was so talented, uh, that's really what the book's kind of about. Because during his life, he interacted with so many famous people. You Sophia Loren, Frank Sinatra. He sang with Leonard Bernstein, and he was even married to the daughter of actor Paul Henry. And uh, they were very much in love, but it didn't last, and it led to a very un- unhappy time for Paul, and he didn't see his children for many years, and eventually he needed psychiatric help. Wow. But uh, he still kept his great personality and his offbeat charm. You know, he's really a great guy and a talented singer. So people often say to him, his friends, Paul, just shut up and sing. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. I love so it. I, I figured that was a good title. Now, uh, why did you decide to write this book? Well, I thought people should know about him. And everybody who knows Paul, I mean, he's still, after all these years, he still goes around and sings at various restaurants, sometimes for nothing. You know, he just sing, gets up and sings. He just enjoys he it. He enjoys it, and people enjoy his personality. So he just kept doing it, so I figured it was about time somebody wrote about his life. And I took a lot of time off. I, I've been doing it, working on it for years, because I was also writing screenplays and also a couple of other books of my own. So I kind of let, let it go for a while. So now I decided I, it's time to get this thing published. So I'm, I'm talking to a couple of publishers now, and I hope to get it, get it published very soon. Now, if any, anybody is interested and wants to know yes. about it, they can send me an email at my email address, which I'll give to you if that's okay. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, my friend. Okay. Yes, A. Albani. It's A-A-L-B-A-N-I at cox.net. Now, uh, if they want to know about the book, yeah, go ahead. Now, with, with this book, what do you want readers to take away from your writing? Well, I want them to take away that they enjoyed reading about this crazy character. Crazy, talented character. Yes. Because he went through psychiatric help and all that, you know, and he didn't see his children for many years. It's really kind of a bittersweet story, you know. And I think that people can relate to him because there's a lot of people who are also very talented who never quite make it for one reason or another. And I think they'll be able to relate to his story. The book is called Shut Up and Sing. He's with us. Uh, the author is with us today here in our broadcast. And uh, who do you who do you think, uh, as far as your, yes. uh, your 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 typical reader? Um, Shut up and sing. And the the yes. subtitle is the story of a tenor. Yes, indeed. Um, who, who do you think is going to enjoy this book? I think anybody, uh, actually, it will appeal to a lot of people, people of all types who like to read about uh, people who are talented and funny and for one reason or another don't ever make it as a famous person, even though they have all the talent that they could. And I think there's a lot of people who go through that kind of thing in their own lives and they'll appreciate it. This book is so. fantastic. <laughs> it is well written, and uh, we have the author with us today here on our world famous Cheeky Cheguar radio broadcast. What kind of reactions have you been getting to the book so far? Well, uh, people, I, I've had actually publishers write back to me and say he's a fascinating character, and we love the book, and we'll talk to you about it. They're still considering it, so I, I have a few publishers that I'm still talking to about, and I'm hoping one of them will come through with the contract so we can get it out there, you know, for people to buy. Yeah, and eventually it'll be on Amazon, you know, for sale on Amazon and and Barnes and Noble and all those places. And also, Paul has has recorded uh, some some arias, some songs that he sings, some Italian songs and things. He's made a recording of a few things, and we're going to give that away with, when somebody buys the book, kind of as a freebie, you know. Awesome, awesome. Now, if and people want to, he'll probably go there and sing along with it. <laughs> now, uh, if if people want to pick the book up, how do they do that exactly? Well, they, they have to wait until it's published, of course. Ah, okay. And, okay. Uh, so that's why I gave you my email address <laughs> so that people could write to me if they're interested. Yes. And I will get in touch with them as soon as I know wh you know where who's publishing it. Awesome. But eventually it will be awesome. for sale at Amazon.com and places like that and Barnes & Noble. And I hope within the next couple of months. I'm working on that. Shut Up and Sing is the uh, brand new book from our guest. Now, uh, but, but besides this book, um, what, el what else do you have in the pipeline, my friend? Well, I've written a couple of other books. I've written one called Adios Aries. I wrote it with my niece. 
and it's a, a um, an astrology mystery, and we're writing a whole series of them, and each one is going to have the title of a different uh, different uh, astrological sign. Like Audios Aries is the first one, and then after that, and that's available to on, online. You can if you look up audiosaries.com, you'll find a, a website for it. And also, then the next one's going to be Glass Tangle for Taurus. You know, and each one's going to have a different different astrological sign. And then I also have a spy thriller that I wrote called The Roman Game, which is also a screenplay. So I've written a lot of screenplays along with my niece. We work together. Fantastic. You've got a, uh, a, a, a lot of cool things out there. Now tell us about this Roman Game. Well, The Roman Game is uh, the kind of thing that uh, it, it's like a James Bond story, but uh, more like an old-fashioned James Bond story before they put all the, the gimmicks and things in it, you know, and the flying cars and stuff. But it takes place in Rome, obviously, where I once lived when I was singing opera. And um, it's it's an interesting character, guys. He finds out that he has a son that he didn't know about from an early marriage. And uh, so then they work together to solve this mystery where they, they find a guy who's who's going to trying to disrupt a big peace conference that's taking place in Rome. So it's kind of an intriguing book. And so that's available on Amazon.com also. As a, as a book, and I also have it as a screenplay. So, and we've sold one screenplay to Hallmark for a, for a movie. That's awesome. So that's awesome. I don't know when that's going to come out. You know, you never know. You sell these things, and then the production company sits there and they don't do anything about it. That's right. That's right. You know about that. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, yeah. with with your books and everything, uh, you you you've done you've accomplished a heck of a lot. What what else do you have planned coming out this year? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, trying to sell some of the other screenplays. And one in particular that we have a screenplay about the life of Bessie Coleman. Do you know who Bessie Coleman is? Yes, I do. But uh, for, for, for yes. the listeners, tell us about who Bessie Coleman is. The aviator. The, she was the first African-American to have an international pilot's license back in the 1920s. Yes. And she had a fascinating life. And it's a very dramatic story. I'm trying to get it to some people now for Janelle Monet. That's, she's this young actress who was in this, this Hidden Figures movie that was just won the Oscar, or not the Oscar, it won the Screen Actors Guild Award and the yes. Oscar and Oscar. So I'm trying to get to her people. It's very hard to get to them, you know, because they're, they hide behind these closed doors and you can't get in. <laughs> so, uh, but it's the story of Bessie Coleman's life, and she, she died when she was about 34 years old, by, fell out of a plane when she was going over doing a chest jump. You know, because she did barnstorming, things like that, barnstorming stunts. Awesome. It's a fascinating story because uh, she had to go over to France to get her license because she wasn't accepted in any school here, any flying schools, because of the fact that she was a woman and that she was a black woman. You know, at the time there was a lot of prejudice. And uh, so she was forced to go over to France. And a lot of interesting people helped her. And, and uh... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.